0: i shine 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 What's up, everybody? So welcome back to the SWIFT Podcast. Today, I am bringing on a very special guest. Met this young man a while ago, and since then he's had a good spot in my heart. I am bringing hustle Habib on Terry. I might've butchered his name, but young man <laughs> is owner and head strength coach of Fluid Motions and a dear friend of mine. I've been seeing his work for the last couple of months, years, and I've seen a lot of growth in him. So it brings me great pleasure to introduce you to Habib. Habib, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Intro. Uh,
0: uh, how are you feeling, brother? Sorry for butchering your name. but
1: Pretty good. Yeah, well, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. How so, are you doing?
0: I'm good, man. So talk to me. We've been through this pandemic. How are things going for you? I feel like the pandemic has changed you quite significantly from what I've been seeing. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is probably a good thing for you. Yeah,
1: no, most definitely. Most definitely. And we definitely talked about this um, sometime earlier um, in the year. Um, earlier last year but yeah yeah, the pandemic has definitely changed me in a way more so just um, has kind of kept my head on right as far as like what it is I want to do allowed me to continue to focus that what it is I want to do, how I want to do it um, and how I want to be able to present it so I can better reach people, better help people um, especially with this craft that we do so um, it's allowed me to be like in that creative space to you know Think about it and
0: elaborate yeah, on Time to, t- 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 to shine. So for those of you who don't know, um, and I don't uh, this is something a lot of people don't know, but I know you well enough to know everything that you've been through and so forth. But give everyone an insight on Fluid Motions and what you're all about. Let's <laughs> so, hear it, baby. Let's hear it. I love the new logo, by the way. I meant to tell you that. It looks fresh. Appreciate I appreciate like it. like it. It's swift. Um, but yeah, let, let us hear it.
1: So, you know, Fluid Motions, we're a strength and conditioning facility located in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, we are, we have been born from a garage, right? Um, a garage that has turned into a strength and conditioning facility. Um, although we, um, are a strength facility, where we work on a lot of like therapeutic, uh, interventions that help assist in what it is we're looking to help our clients achieve, whether it's like power, strength, stability, um, speed. Um, how can we use kind of these interventions to not only like, Help you get stronger, faster, help you achieve those goals, but also keep you um, and try to reduce you from uh, reduce your risk of injury.
0: There it is, right there, right? That key component that um, first off, Trenton makes the world takes. You and I both grew up in Trenton and we're just shining away. So we'll put that out there. And Habib's been really good about promoting that as well. But one of the biggest components that I, I admire and truly. Emphasize with a lot of my clients, but even by with you, is injury prevention. We don't really think about strength and conditioning; yeah. it's kind of overlooked and it's kind of underplayed a little bit. And I know a lot of the work you've been doing is very corrective exercise, a lot of fluid motion, and so forth. But one thing I truly respect about your work, and not many people do, and this is why I said our topic is in behavior behavior change, mm. right? is I've seen some some comments about what they do when they show up to fluid motions, what is your client's purpose, and what you as a coach require them to do to work with you? I want you to share that too, and then we'll we'll dive deeper into it
1: um what I like require from them is really an open mind right because like you had mentioned it's, it's not something that's typically um, kind of expounded upon or like it's it's not typically um touched on, right. Um, So you have to come in with an open mind. And what I expect from them is to be able to uh, slow down in a sense. So they're able to pick up a lot of the finer details um, of, of what it is I'm trying to give them that'll help their performance. So, you know, I'm looking for things like that, an open mind. I'm looking for hard workers. <laughs> I'm looking for students, um, people that actually really want to learn and pick up what it is. I'm, I'm looking to give them because I don't really want to be a coach that's telling you what to do all the time, as opposed to a coach that gets you to just think in a different way. And by thinking in a different way, it's going to help change your behavior and change just not like surface level stuff, but like more long term things, such as patterns and, and whatnot. So that's really what I'm, I'm looking for. And, and that's on.
0: the and I think that's the beauty of it, right? As coaches and even in the therapy side, can we change behavior and can we instill that communication asset? Um, I've seen a lot of your videos. I've seen the content. I think that's one of the key components of that. So um, let's dive into it. So corrective exercise, right? You and I, bread and butter. Um, I I left strength and conditioning full-time because of my passion for corrective exercise. I'm in physical therapy right now. And I know there's future sites of you for the the career path. Um, So what about corrective exercise that you truly like, right? So in strength and conditioning, we know for a fact, you load someone, you get them sprints, you get them going, but there's a different joy in functional movement. There's a different joy that you get from corrective patterns because of the, the correlation and leads to performance overall.
1: Oh yeah, So definitely.
0: bread and butter. Right. So we, we know that. So tell me what your, your true passion is, right. It's correct. So we talked about that, but like, what do you really enjoy about it?
1: Um, what I really enjoy about it is the complexity of, um, you know, kind of creating motion. Right. And that's how yeah. I came up with fluid motions. And, um, in order for you to create as much motion or force as you can, it's going to start at your joints. Right. Cause that's where all the rotation is occurring. So, you know, trying to like, get people to think about how would how do you get your full range of motion right how do you find find your balance in order for you to get that range of motion you have to find a balance right um and then how do you get that balance you have to figure out how to strengthen your muscles in a way where they find that that homeostasis right um so it's it's figuring out how to like tap into more than just muscles right like tendon health you're looking at ligament health you're looking at uh, again, if you're looking to change patterns in a way, you're looking at a lot of neurological things, right? Um, slowing the tempo of things down to, um, you know, further elicit change and at a faster rate, actually. So, so now what you do is more, more intentful by each rep, right? Each rep is worth a lot, but it'll cost you less in the long, in the long term so yeah break that
0: down right there break that down and simplify that for someone that has no idea on what you said to them i think it's a key component i get it right i'm with you i feel you so break it down simpler tell them exactly what you mean by that because i think listen guys tune into this conversation tune into the next piece real tightly and tell them what you what, what you mean by that
1: so really in the simplest way you know like what they say is uh spending time under tension right the more time you spend holding yourself in a position, you know, the more gains you'll be able to attain. Um, so that's like the simplest way I could break it break it down.
0: <laughs> without and, that's, that's the, and that's a key component. So for those of you who are listening, right, and you don't realize is we always talk about getting the most effective workout in. Um, in my previous episode, we talked about overload and how a a really great athlete overloaded himself to the point of exhaustion on a constant basis and boom out for a month just like that. Why? Because there's the mindset we have. And even then, the things that we're seeing today, and part of the reason why I started this was we're seeing an influx on social media of all these fitness experts. Everyone knows what they're talking about, right? You can't, you can't coach anyone anymore. You really can't. You can't right. unless they really come to you. You can't go out there and help someone else out because they know what they're talking about. They're better than you. They've seen it on YouTube and so it may be. So we start this progressive overload and we constantly destroy our joints and we just boom, 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 quick reps out, quick reps in. But no one spends time under tension. You want to lift the heaviest object right you do a one rep max great you lifted 500 pounds but did you spend enough time on that okay. did you really get it and that's so the easy
1: you, part the, yeah
0: and that's to us it's easy right so and here's the here's the beauty of what he just told everyone is time under tension right we spend time under tension for optimal games so if you get us both in a realm of he brings you an athlete to spend a lot of time on tension one injury prevention right guys aren't going to get hurt but also yeah. they're going to have the same output of performance correct So have you seen that? I know you have some great guys you've been coaching. I know you have some great athletes on the field, and I've seen some of their work, um, and I've seen them play. So what has that done for you as a coach, seeing the output that you've now gotten from your creations, right? You're spending time under attention. You're taking care of the joints. We talk about that. Not many coaches care about the joints as much as they should, right? We neglect those components. So talk to them about performance. Has it really correlated, and do you think it's significant, right? I know it is. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we're talking, we're it, talking yeah.
0: about people that has it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, the, the results are actually crazy. That's that's the most exciting thing about it, is because um you're looking at those fine minute details. And this is this is like this is what I try to get people to understand. You don't need that much space, right? Um, in order to elicit significant change. And this is what I try to get um my athletes to understand, right? Because um the results these guys are seeing is You know, I have somebody come in, they have no idea how to squat and they don't know the movement pattern or they don't know how to be in a wrestling stance um, that is going to uh, withstand, you know, help keep them in good position the entire wrestling match. Or it's a a football, it's a football position they have to um, hold or not hold, but just be able to run through in a more efficient manner. So um, the results these guys are seeing is. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, They've been able to just change their their pattern in a way um, that is now, like, more efficient for them. These guys are jumping a little bit higher with less effort, too, a lot less effort. That's, That's what's really most important. They're doing these things a lot more effortlessly.
0: That's awesome. And I've seen his work and I'm not going to say we're fluffing you, but I think it's, it's, it's pure facts and it's pure science at this point. Time under tension, you're recording most amount of muscles, you're getting off performance, but then it's your coaching technique. And what I truly admire about the programming that Fluid Motions puts out there is the behavior change you see in his clients and the fact that you get some high-end athletes through those doors um, and you get a lot of great gifted people to work with, which is a blessing, right? Not many of us have that luxury, right? Oh, yeah. And the fact that we can take an advanced athlete that, you know, for a fact, that could probably go all the way into the professionals and like, you know what, stop. I need to spend some time sitting in the squat and engaging every aspect and then just stay there. And they're looking at you like, what the hell is this? This is boring. I don't want to do it. And that's the first mindset they have. Like, this is pathetic. Like, come on, dude, give me some weight. Give me some iron. But as a coach, you're like, no, stop. This is what I want you to do. And I think that's the beauty of it. Right. And, then they start to buy in. And I think that's how you really get their buy-in, right? And the buy-in is the key success for a coach to be. And I think as a young entrepreneur, your buying in is growing. So what else are you doing for yourself to continue to elicit that behavior changing clients and get them the results we want? Because I've seen it, right? We've, we've all been there. For sure.
1: Um, I think most importantly, practice, man. You got to like practice what you preach, right? Like, especially if you want to... Um, further reach somebody right like you got to put yourself in the shoes um, of what you even want them to do Um, you know and based off a lot of like my experiences um, you know I wrestled at a division three level so kind of just going off of the things I did and weren't able to do um, you know I'm just really going off that as well in addition to the practice so that's really like
0: very I didn't happy.
1: know you, I didn't know you wrestled.
0: When did you wrestle? Did yeah. you? So, yeah. I thought you were a soccer guy. I thought, wait, I thought you played soccer more, no?
1: So, yeah, I played soccer for 16 years, all the way until my sophomore yeah. year in high school. Um, but I had started wrestling, so I wrestled my freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, I wrestled for all four years in high school, and then I eventually just kind of, tr- that's where I switched, uh, flip-flop, <laughs> and um, transitioned from soccer into wrestling. So I finished with wrestling um, about my sophomore year of college.
0: So do you think wrestling was one of the key significant impacts on why fluid motion exists? Oh, of yeah. How, of how the motions are. So for, again, wrestling is a under-the-radar sport. Yeah. Um, not many people play, right? We know our common theme. So give us some background on wrestling. And what do you th- – I, I, I truly, now that I know – <laughs> Mark, i didn't know this until today now no, that no, i know no. and, I, and like there's a light bulb that just went no. off for me instantly that's a lot sense of things people me. don't know <laughs> so so give give them some background on wrestling what what and how it how it developed i think wrestling hands down probably developed you as an individual it humbled you really quick right because of what you have to put yourself through so give them some insight on that for sure <laughs>
1: yeah so wrestling is a is a combat sport um, a lot of people don't recognize it as that or have a hard time recognizing it as such but it is a combat sport um, that teaches you a lot about strength the true definition of strength right control balance coordination what is that what does that mean what is what is that in relation to like the ultimate athlete in a sense right so you're thinking about different positions you end up getting in. And and this translates across like any other combat sport you can think of, boxing, um, Muay Thai, any type of mixed martial arts. Um, You really want to think about how, one, it is important to be strong in the sense that you're very stable, but you also want to know how to be loose as well and kind of free flow, right? And and kind of goes back to joints, right? When in, in these combat, sports, um, angles and joints become very important in order to be a more of not only of efficient mover yourself, but to really take whoever it is, your opponent down. Um, so when you think about in hindsight, when I'm thinking about movement and muscles and how things work, it, it kind of all makes sense about, um, you know, especially just the direction and, and what I want to like teach athletes and get through to people as far as what is important, what you should and shouldn't focus on.
0: So you, you briefly touched on your definition of strength. So for me, my definition of the strength, all right, we're going to kind of go back and forth on mm. what definition, again, there's no true definition. People can put a label on it there's you can put it in Webster but there's none. So me personally, I think strength is and just with my career path being in strength and conditioning and physical therapy, I think is being functional. Okay. Mentally being capable of doing that. But basically I give you an external force and internally you have everything to recruit you to pick it up and get, get it going yeah but be functional with it and I think what you're doing is very similar to that right so your definition of strength is and we talked about wrestling being kind of strength true strength is controlling your body yeah and I think that's where it, <laughs> that's it right and that's that's my my go-to and my my bread and butter of like what I believe strength to be in that performance and I think in, in fluid motions you're teaching that you're teaching these guys to hang tight for a sec I'll be right back. Stay there for five minutes. Can you hold yourself up? Can you do this this energy? No, (laughs) can can you do it? And then what, what destroys the, the industry and not say destroys, right? The industry is booming right now, but what kills it is forgetting that component of strength. Yeah. Right. How many people do we know that you see on Instagram, on YouTube that are putting all this nonsense out there of loading tissue, loading that, but your client can't even squat, right? Body weight. Right. Your client can't even sit in a base position and maintain that or you, they can't do a pushup. Yep. So why that's, that's the question I have for all those strength coaches that are listening right now. And everyone that's going to be continuing to listen is I want you to look at this young man's content and look at what he does for his athlete. I see a lot of, Weird shit, I will say that. Some of the stuff looks like going, But then it makes sense to me, right?
1: Unorthodox, but it makes sense because rational. You know, if you talk to me, I can I can rationalize with you. And
0: exact, and I think that's the beauty of it. And he said it right there to you. He he gave you what every coach should be able to do. So if I come up to you, or he comes up to you saying, "Hey, why are you doing that with this client?" and you can't rationalize with me with good sense, you're doing something that I don't believe in. There's a, there's a bunch of content out there, and I remember seeing this video, so you have a touch base on perturbations and this young guy. It was on a mm-hmm. stability ball with the kettlebell, swinging the stability ball in circles, on a single leg stance, and I said, why? And he goes, because Excellent. I want to teach, right? Pure definition <laughs> of extra. Is that needed? Not at all. <laughs> all right, so let's, let's talk single leg stance. How I would coach single leg stance versus, I think you and I do it very similar, right? Put, yeah. them on a, put them on a pad. Mm-hmm. Put your leg out there and let me just do some dental tests. But can you hold it there? Yeah. I don't need gravity and a kettlebell swinging around you on a that's ball on to that, teach yeah. you stability, right? right. Yep. So the simplify it is, is a key component, right? Don't be extra. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Stupid has been existing for a long time. I think we're doing a great job of promoting that. And I think that's where our foundation is of corrective exercise. Although sure. the things are... Although the things are unorthodox, the reason why they're unorthodox is because they're overlooked and they're not educated enough, all, not enough. right? right?
1: Yeah.
0: Where you and I see it, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty wild that he could put it that way. And he put this athlete there. I'm going to steal that real quick. And I do. <laughs> yeah. right? And that's the beauty of our business is I learn from you, you learn from me and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And there's other things that are overlooked, but to the unknown eye, what you're doing is that's just weird. Like, why yeah. is that strange?
1: And this is why you need a really <laughs> open mind. I keep saying and, this. and it's a very open goes
0: mind. right back to what I truly admire about his work: is that open mentality that his athletes come in the door with. But it's not about the athlete here; it's about the coach in front of you. We talked about this in the previous segments before. About you know, does your coach teach you enough to really buy into the programming? If I walk into his garage, his gym right now, and he puts me under the, I'm gonna believe everything he says. Why well, I've already known this young man knowing that he might know more than I do at certain aspects of it. So I'm like, yo, take me with you. And
1: <laughs> Let's go on this journey. <laughs> that's it.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it together, right? Yep. And I think that's the beauty of the coaching style. So where would that come from? I know I, I don't know a lot about your background, but I can see certain aspects of it. Of, uh, where, did,
1: where did what come from, se? Your
0: ability to take control. Um, of those and your i guess more so your communication skills right i think that really comes down to is are you communicating effectively and i know you're i know the science is there i know you've studied significantly i know you're reading a lot but this goes past education this oh, goes past this goes sure. past, right so what what do you think has led you to that ability
1: um exposure exposure man exposure and some really good mentors I can't, I can't thank them enough. If they ever watch this, shout out to them. Um, I hope you they know, watch I just, for
0: your sake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, hopefully they get no, this. No. This gets to them soon. But um, I just spent a lot of years just like laying low and just watching, watching, observing, um, asking questions. Uh, and then practicing it and like rehearsing it in my mind and replaying it and just thinking about it just figuring out how it could be a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better, little bit better. so you know i just just a lot of that because I, I i really enjoy this and That's i think awesome. this should be fun for everybody i think this is like literally the the freest way of like healing yourself medicine medicine wise through exercise so this um you know just a lot of practice and
0: and I think the beauty of it, if you're watching this video, is when he said this should be fun, the smile on his face that kicked in, <laughs> is he tells you that he's having fun while he's doing it, right? Yeah, and that's what you it. want. You don't want a boring coach. But I remember in one of my previous episodes, the first episode that I'll be launching, um, we talked about one thing. We talked about your coach. So I've been coaching since 2009, right? We're in 2021 right now. Yeah. Um, and you started well, – when you start – what would you say? I
1: started, what year am I in? 2021 right now. It's still crazy.
0: Yeah. He's still a baby um, for you. you guys don't know.
1: Uh, t- 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 I would say around like 2016. Right.
0: 2016. So a couple of years after me. So when I started PT school, this young man started coaching. Um, the difference is for those of you who know me personally, you know, from 2009 to where I am today, I went from that one, triple AI certification that I got in Lambertville at Gold's gym to holding a doctorate today. And I can tell you for a fact, just knowing this young man for the last year, it might not be a piece of paper that he has, but the knowledge and education he's given himself from self-studying and evidence is huge because I can see in his delivery of a, where he is as entrepreneur and B as he is coaching when he's talking to his people and what mindset he wants his athletes to have. So what we talked about, and we can go, we can tangent off this real quick, is we yeah. talked about the coach, meaning if you were working with a professional, and that professional is the same professional that he was when he first started, to where he is today in 2021, you better fire him ASAP.
1: I find you a new one.
0: Get <laughs> you a new one, right? And as as, as much as people are going to hate me saying this, I think that's why we, we do what we do. We're outspoken for a purpose, is to remind people that there is better out there if you're not getting the best. For sure. Right? You are easily replaceable. But- since 2016 to 2021 you're continuing your education you're getting more certifications you're learning and you're expanding i've done the yeah. same thing so we're not celebrities you and i we we really are we, we're, we're, we're just humans trying to evolve we're just trying to evolve right and i think that's where as a coach people forget as coaches we forget the we also have to evolve if our clients want to evolve. Yeah. And, do you find that for you when you're working is as you're evolving and as you're learning and you're implementing what you learn? So knowledge is power, but it's true power when you implement it. Are you, as you implement, do you find that difference in your clients?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cause it's like, again, it's like when you put it into practice for yourself yeah. um, and, and it, it's kind of crazy. Like people, I don't want to sound cliche or anything, but like it kind of gets, it gets personal or like spiritual. Right. Um, where, when you practice it yourself and you take it in, it's you're able to better dish it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Like, better dish it in the sense that when you throw it out there, they're going to catch it and it's going to connect to them and, and you're better just able to relate. So just doing that, it makes a huge difference as well.
0: That's awesome. man. I, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you, you said that. Cause I think, one of the biggest things people have to realize today, and me and him are both about to educate you all, is just because there's 15 titles after someone's name. And they have, all, like, again, my name could spell out with 15 different certifications. <laughs> all right, you've seen my bio. I thought when I was a young, high shot trainer, the more certifications was the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. No, it's not true. I can tell you from those certifications, I've used three main certifications. My doctorate, my strength and conditioning specialty, and my corrective exercise specialty. And the rest are just there. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the the amount of titles we have. It's about implementation, like you said, right? What sure. you learned, have you implied it, and have you continued implying it? And then practice. I think that's your key component. I've heard the word practice out of your mouth like seven times for that. And sure. I think that's something that we – and that's that's it, right? You're go to you the profession. You're practicing every day. Yeah. You're in the profession. You're practicing every day. So it, we'll talk a little about your training routine for you. I know you got to work out. You look fine. You know, you got that body <laughs> on point like, hey, man, Bravo, <laughs> body goals. And hey, you still that. got our
1: ups and downs. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah. Hey, ain't, ain't nothing so.
0: rosy. <laughs> so with uh with your programming for yourself what's your program look like um
1: what you for yourself programming it it really starts with again joints um i'm looking at lack where where do i lack and then me personally also and this is a, the mental aspect of my training i have to put into play right um it, it can be difficult because what i what i train for is very different i'm training to manipulate my tendons right so a lot of that requires a lot of patience on myself there's a lot of intensity and focus that goes into it um because what you'll tend to see is very quick and significant (laughs) changes um the more you tune in um because again again it's a lot of neurological things going on but again it starts with joints um some mobility work once I'm finished with the mobility work, I got to capitalize on it with strength work to just help me load those joints, load those new ranges of motion that I had just acquired, right? Um, As much as like mobility work is really helpful, um, you do need to load the joints with some heavy weight. Um, So I'm looking at that. And then I'm also correcting like a little bit of my breathing pattern, right? Like just figuring out how I could better utilize my diaphragm um, to just um, take in and optimize my
0: o2 man you you just opened up a new cat of worms right there with (laughs) pattern, and i don't think i think everyone's looking at you saying that like what the hell did he just say um and (laughs) and it's because it's because do you personally see that happening with other coaches and other people as they're teaching i know for me in my current profession we have to utilize it quite significantly but i can tell you four years ago when i was a trainer and going in strength conditioning i don't think i've emphasized breathing enough Um, so, right. And, and that's why I say people are looking at like at 10 heads right now. It's like, what do you mean by breathing pattern? So tell them, tell them what you mean by breathing and why do you, we think that the diaphragm is a big, significant impact on these things.
1: Um, it's, it's, it's special. Right. And, and this is probably why like not a lot of people like, um, trainers have like used it because it, it is very detailed. It's, it gets into how can I expand, uh, my lungs, how can I take in as, more, as much oxygen as I can, right? When you are expanding, there's a lot of, like, muscle orientation that's also occurring, right? Like your muscles eccentrically orient, where they kind of, like, relax a little bit. Then they concentrically orient when they, like, get really strong and tough, right? Um, learning how to flow. Um, back and forth between those states. And this is what breathing can actually help you do. Um, people don't know how um, simple but complex something um, such as breathing can be.
0: Absolutely.
1: So, and and it, it does kind of affect, you know, your gameplay. You know, are you breathing like <laughs> up and down through your shoulders? Or are you breathing through your belly mostly and not into your lungs? Um, and then you see how that kind of translates um, from youth all the way into like you know, the elderly populations where, you know, now these people are stuck in this, in this pattern. So it gets nuts. It's crazy. I love this.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. So we both get a breathing break and uh, we'll be back back shortly. All right. So we're back uh, well rested. So Habib has enlightened us to new (laughs) levels of breathing to corrective exercise. And just again, the passion in his voice and the, the, work he's put out there has been truly amazing to see. Um, so with that, he's a young entrepreneur, has his own business. And I think he just skyrocketed recently, just the pandemic put him in the right position, I personally feel like. Um, and I've seen his work and it's been significant. So tell him, I want you to give me three tips for someone that's a young entrepreneur in your show and, you know, a young strength and conditioning coach. And I know you've learned a lot of great lessons from mentors. Your three big tips for someone that's in your position or trying to be in the same position as you today. Hmm. Uh, your your tips for your clients, you know, something. Give them some more knowledge, right?
1: Three biggest tips would be to believe in yourself, number one. Um, Believe in yourself, practice, and do your research.
0: There it is. There it is. (laughs) I think number two, three and four key. And I think here we go. If you look at what fluid motion does – and what he does and what we as strength and coaches want to do just forget about what he does and what i do but in general what the population should be looking into and what our industry should be looking into is belief have you as the coach gave enough belief to the client or the patient to really do what they want do they truly believe in you and themselves and if you haven't listen to the man believe in yeah. yourself right number two is practice practice what you preach i think you, you you've practiced in your programming i we better about it i'm getting better about practicing what i preach and so forth and it's not just at a fundamental levels of exercise and so forth but the small little things like sleep hydration nutrition all those things that matter the most i i I had this conversation right i had a conversation yesterday with a young man at a barber shop and i looked at this kid i was like bud don't sit like that your butt your back's gonna hurt and he goes what do you mean i was like listen when I was your age, <laughs> I had my gym teacher tell me to stretch every day. And I said, nah, I'm 13. Get out of my face, coach. Yep. And here we are today where I'm getting 30. I'm like, damn, dude, my back is sore. I'm waking wish up.
1: I, damn <laughs> I,
0: wish, I wish I started doing that then. So practice what you preach. Absolutely. And for you young bulls looking out there, um, it, it's key. And I think you're doing a great job, especially with the, the people you're working with and making sure they're Appreciate practicing that. what you preach and continuing to do that. Um, Overall, I think what it's amazing to see what you've done. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because of that purpose. I think I know a lot of corrective exercise specialists. I know a lot of people doing what you're doing, but they're not doing it the way you're doing. That's why I wanted you to come on. Meaning the first thing he said, when you come in, be an open mind. I think corrective exercise, open mind is the biggest thing that you need to have as a human being, not just in exercise, but in general life, right? But the the things that we will put you through are going to be awkward, uncomfortable and weird.
1: For sure, yep. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but yeah. They will help you to the T, and you can look at the performance that he does with his patients and clients and what they do on the field. I take certain clients in physical therapy where they can't walk, and they're running out the door, and I'm like, "Remember that time I put your leg over your head and you hit the wall, and you had to breathe this way and turn this way, and you said this is stupid, Sakib." Well, you're welcome. They saw me,
1: right? <laughs> and I always tell them, "I said, you yeah, thank me later. <laughs> you thank me That's,
0: later." It might suck, Doric, but the beauty of it is time under tension of your own strength. And that's what I think the moral of today's story was practice makes perfect. But I think you go back to the fundamentals is key with anything like this. You go back to the basics of strength and conditioning specialists and coaches and reminding yourself that we also have to do it for ourselves. I could tell you that if I go to work sore or hurt, I'm like, damn, this sucks. I can't do anything. I can't deliver. So we have to practice what we preach. Right. So I want to thank you for taking the time on this Sunday afternoon to coming on. Um, well,
1: thank you for having me, for sure. It was, it was a
0: pleasure. It was an absolute delight conversation, and you will be back again, just so you know. I'll put you back <laughs> out of there. Um, and I want to take this moment to give my final thoughts, as usual, to you guys. And I'm looking at a young man here who just established himself as a a new career path, entrepreneur, he's got big goals for himself and you guys will watch. In silence, he moves in silence and he'll take the world by store and he'll come in like a bat out of hell and boom, here he is today. But the moral of the story is, he said one thing to us in the beginning, pandemic kept his head on straight. I think we tend to forget that as individuals is our focus and keeping our head on right when the things don't match up. Like you can't go to work tomorrow, what do I do? He do? said, I'm opening up my own spot. Here's my garage. I got it. Boom. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Won't stop, don't stop. And that's the final thought is making sure your head's on straight every day you get up and making sure you're doing what you enjoy. Because when you do what you enjoy, you're going to have a smile on your face just like this young man had every day. So I thank you again, man. It was a pleasure. And I will see thank you, you soon. Doc.